Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, once again, my soul thirsts this morning. I just say thank you as I wake up to a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of mercies this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your grace. Thank you, Lord, because we are able to come into your presence. We are able, Lord, to come this morning to praise and to magnify your name. Jesus, I give you praise. I give you glory. Thank you for the precious blood that is speaking for me this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the precious blood that is speaking on the behalf of everyone that is approaching the Father this morning. Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for this great love that you have for us. Scripture says for a righteous person, for a good person, some people were there to die. Lord, but even in our sins, Lord, you chose to die for us. We say thank you this morning. We give you all the praise. Once again, Lord, we have come into your presence. We have come to be blessed. We have come to learn. We have come to worship you. We have come to fellowship with you, Father. We ask, Lord, this morning that you will speak to us. Lord, you will cause our hearts, Lord, to hear you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. In everything, Lord, let our hearts retain your word. Help us uh, become doers of the word. But let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. It's a good morning, a good afternoon, good evening to everyone that are joining in to devotion this morning. I would like to say welcome. I am Murphy Eyenike sharing devotion with you. Okay, today we continue our reading of the book of First King. First King is quite an interesting book. Okay, so we've seen everything that happened after David passes David passes on. Solomon is beginning his reign. We've seen the um, the first bloody spree. Those who offended David, Solomon takes out, and then you know Solomon, you know builds why he builds his palace, makes up his mind that look, I I want to build a temple for God, you know, and that is what we will be reading today, as we read chapters five and six. Chapter 5, you know, we will see Solomon um, begin this desire to build his temp- this temple and begin to make preparation, you know, for God. And I'm telling you, uh, this are uh, maybe the most, you know, beautiful time you will, you will read about King Solomon's life. As Solomon builds the temple and the dedication of the temple and how the nation is so moved, you know, towards revival and towards worship. 
you know so very beautiful chapters 5 and chapter 6 we will see that you know and then god will come to solomon and make this promise to solomon you know we will see what to learn from that but sincerely um it, it won't be too long from now where solomon will begin you know to move away from the lord I think there's a lot of lessons to learn from the life of Solomon. Um, so like a lot of people who have, you know, sent in maybe a word, sent in a comment to me are a bit shocked, you know, to not realize that, oh, it was that bad. Yes, it was that, it was that bad. Okay, so let's go on. First Kings chapter 5, please get your Bibles and let's read. It says that King... Iram of Thar had always been a loyal friend of David. When Iram learned that David's son Solomon was the new king of Israel, he sent ambassadors to congratulate him. Then Solomon sent this message back to Iram. Uh, you know that my father David was not able to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord his God because of the many the many wars waged against him by surrounding nations he could not build until the lord gave him victory over all his enemies you know so while i agree with solomon that one of the reasons why david was not able to build was because he was fighting so many wars uh, but if we go back and read the comments that God told, uh, said to David, it wasn't really just about the war. God said that, look, you had, you had spilled too much blood, you know, and and so no, you will not be the one to build it. You know, your son will be the one to build it. So it wasn't because of really the precious, the precious from those wars that were the problem. It was because in God's mind, you know, David has shed uh, so many blood, so much blood, that no, it would just be better for his son to be the one to take on this project. Verse four says, "But now, um, Solomon speaking says, but now the Lord my God has given me peace on every side. I have no enemies, and all is well." Hmm. So you, it tells you where where Solomon was at this time. David had laid such a huge foundation for him. David had silenced, you know, for once there was a king that had conscripted literally the, the Philistines, you know, silenced them. The Philistines that had given Israel problem for so long had now been conquered and every nation on every side like i said yesterday you know um solomon entered you know into alliance with a lot of nations with the powers of uh, during his time egypt you know assyria you know entered into into alliance with them to make sure that look it was he had peace on every side he said i have no enemies and all is well Verse 5 says, So I am planning to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God, just as he had instructed my father David. For the Lord told him, Your son, whom I will place on your throne, will build the temple to honor my name. Okay, so 
David uh, Solomon just has it in his mind. He has this plan. I want to do this. Will you help him? Will you help him? Help me. And Iram, yes, will. Verse 6 says, Therefore, please command that cedars from Lebanon be cut off for me. Let my men walk alongside yours, and I will pay your men whatever wages you ask. As you know, there is no one among us who can cut timber like you Sidonians. When Iram received Solomon's message, he was very pleased and said, I praise the Lord today for giving David a wise son to be king of the great nation of Israel. Then he sent this reply to Solomon. I have received your message and I will supply all the cedar and cypress timber you need. My servants will bring the logs from the Lebanon mountains to the Mediterranean Sea and make them into rafts and float them along the coast to whatever place you choose. Then we will break the rafts apart so you can carry the logs away. You can pay me by supplying me with food for my household. So Aram was such a fantastic guy, right? So don't worry, we will take care of all the labor, supply all the wood. So yes, he was doing Solomon a huge, a huge favor. And then of course, they were not going to transport, you know, the timber by road. It was going to be transported uh, by sea. Verse 10 says that so Iram supplied as much cedar and cypress timber as Solomon desired. Verse 11 says, in return, Solomon sent him an annual payment of 100,000 bushels of wheat for his household and 110,000 gallons of pure olive oil. So the Lord gave wisdom to Solomon just as he had promised. And Iram and Solomon made a formal alliance of peace. So again, Solomon carefully enters into an alliance with the Sidonians. Verse 13 says, uh, Then King Solomon conscripted a labor force of 30,000 men from all Israel. Remember what Samuel warned the children of Israel when they were screaming, We want a king, we want a king, we want a king, we want to be like the other nations that are around us remember what what samuel told them he said look uh he, this king will will take your children he will conscript them into labor he will use them in his armies and i'm telling you that's exactly what is happening to the children of israel he says then king solomon conscripted a labor force of thirty thousand men from all israel he sent them to lebanon you know in in ships 10,000 every month so that each man would be one month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adoniram was in charge of this labor force. So however you look at the beginning as Solomon you know, begins to establish himself, you can see the display of wisdom. Yes, God gave him wisdom. He had 30,000 workers. He could have sent the 30,000 and then they would just have been, they would just have been, they been tired. But he sends, you know, breaks up the 30,000, 10,000 each month. You go spend a month and then you come 
he come rest for two months that way you know ah, no problem everybody the workforce is fresh everybody is working and the work obviously will be done verse 15 says solomon also had seventy thousand common laborers six eighty thousand quarry workers in the ill countries and three hundred three thousand six hundred four men to supervise the work I'm telling you, <laughs> who else has a labor force of over a hundred thousand men? Uh, okay, so maybe, maybe the the big companies of this world, the likes of the Googles of this world, and uh, and Apple might have, you know, a labor force so big. But imagine a labor force this big building, you know, building, you know, this structure. It says three thousand four men to supervise the work. It says at the king's command they they quarried large blocks of high quality stone and shaped them to make the foundation of the temple. The men from the city of uh, of Geba helped Solomon's and Aram's builders prepare the timber and stone for the temple. So yes, the first thing Solomon does is to prepare for the building of the temple. Like I always say these are the, some of the most beautiful times you know you will read about solomon when you are reading a lot of the proverbs that have blessed you you know those proverbs actually happened during this time as solomon is building you know this temple you know so many of those proverbs are coming to him is they are writing them down the nation is wild you know but as solomon becomes successful ah, that's a different a different matter all right let's take verse chapter six it says it was in mid-spring in the month of ziph during the fourth year of solomon's reign okay just the fourth year okay so it wasn't been that it had been so long no just four years that he began to construct the temple of the Lord. Uh, this was 480 years after the people of Israel were rescued from their slavery in the land of Egypt. And yes, you need to note for on that 480, it will come up in some of our discussion later. Okay, so 400 years after the children of Israel, you know, uh, leave leave the land of egypt uh, they are building they are building the temple verse 2 says the temple that king solomon built for the lord was 90 feet long 30 feet wide wide and 45 feet high the entry room at the front of the temple was 30 feet wide uh, running across the entire width of the temple it projected outward 15 feet from the front of the temple solomon also made narrow recessed windows throughout the temple he built a complex of rooms against the outer walls of the temple all the way around the sides and and rear of the building the complex uh, was three stories high the bottom floor uh, being seven and a half feet wide the second floor nine feet wide and the top the top floor ten and a half feet wide <laughs> this would have been a magnificent structure i'm telling you the rooms were 
were, were connected to the walls of the temple by beams resting on ledges uh, built out from the wall. So the beams were not inserted into the wall themselves. So one of the things I would just advise you to do is just go Google and uh, see the temple that Solomon built. I will tell us something you know, we can learn from the, te- from, the, from the building of the temple. Verse 7 says that stones used in the construction of the temple were finished at the quarry, so there was no sound of armor, axe, or any other iron tool at the building site. And I think, yes, Solomon was just following a particular law that God gave the children of Israel about whenever they wanted to construct the altar, that no, yes, uh, no no um, metal object you know must be used must be used on them so they go construct it and then they bring it and then assemb- they are assembling it here verse 8 says the entrance to the bottom floor was on the south side of the temple there were winding stairs going up to the second floor and another f- flight of stairs are between the second and third floor after completing the temple structure, Solomon put in a ceiling made of cedar beams and planks. As already stated, he built a complex of rooms along the sides of the building attached to the temple walls by cedar, cedar timbers. Each story of the complex was seven and a half feet high. Then the Lord gave this message to Solomon concerning this temple you are building. If you keep all my decrees and regulations and obey all my commands, I will fulfill through you the promise I made to your father, David. So you see, um, God's promise was conditional. Okay, God had already told told David, look, if your children would pay attention, you know, uh, be careful, pay attention, be careful, you know, to obey my instruction, you know, uh, you can be sure that there will always be someone reigning on the throne of David. And that is what exactly what is going to happen here. God tells him, he says, I will fulfill through you the promise I made to your father, David. What was the promise? There would always be a king, a king, you know, uh, before God, uh, from the dynasty of David. Verse 13 says, I will live among the Israelites and and will never abandon my my people Israel. Yes, because God was going to rule them through the king, the king. So verse 14 says, So Solomon finished building the temple. The entire uh, inside from floor to ceiling was paneled with wood. He paneled he paneled the walls and ceilings with cedar and he used planks of cypress for, for the floors. He partitioned off an inner sanctuary, the most holy place, at the far end of the temple. It was 30 feet deep and was paneled with cedar from floor to ceiling. The main room of the temple outside the most holy, holy place was 60 feet long. Cedar paneling um, completely covered the stone walls uh, throughout the temple and the paneling was decorated with carvings of gorge and open flowers. 
yes uh, so I'm, i don't know about you but this would have been very beautiful he prepared the inner sanctuary at the far end of the temple where the ark of the lord's covenant will be placed verse 20 says this inner sanctuary was 30 feet long 30 feet wide and 30 feet high he overlaid the inside with with solid gold he also overlaid the altar made of cedar uh, made of, the altar made of cedar then solomon overlaid the rest of the temple interior with solid gold and he made gold chains to protect the entrance to the most holy place so he finished overlaying the entire temple with gold including the altar that belonged to the most holy place wow verse 23 says he made two cherubims of wild olive olive wood each 15 feet tall and placed them in the inner sanctuary the wingspan of each each of the cherubims was 15 feet each wing uh, being seven and a half feet long uh, the two cherubims were identical in shape and size each was 15 feet tall i don't know about you but as i read all of this uh, the person that comes to my to mind immediately is moses so what i can just see that solomon is doing is that he is following okay he has found the book of instruction that his father is yes his father gave to him how moses constructed the tabernacle okay so he says yes um, each was 15 feet tall he placed them side by side in the inner sanctuary of the temple verse 27 their outspread wings reach from wall to wall while their inner wings touch at the center of the rooms he overlaid the two cherubims with gold so i don't know about you if you walked into solomon's temple all you will see <laughs> will be good eh? good everywhere he says he overlaid the two cherubims with gold he decorated all the walls of the inner sanctuary and the main room with carvings of cherubims palm trees and open flower open flowers he overlaid the floor in both rooms with gold the floor itself gold for the entrance to the inner sanctuary he made double double doors of wild olive wood with five side door posts uh, these double doors were decorated with carvings of cherubims palm trees and open flowers the doors including the decoration of the cherubims and palm trees were overlaid were overlaid with gold then he made four sided door four sided door posts of wild wild olive wood for the entrance of the temple uh, there were two folding doors of cypress door cypress wood and each door was inched to fold back upon itself these doors were decorated with carvings of cherubims palm trees and open flower open flowers all overlaid with evenly with gold while the walls of the inner court were built so that there was one layer of cedar beams between every three layers of finished stone the foundation of the lord's temple was laid yes was laid in mid-spring in the month of ziph during the fourth year of solomon's reign the entire building was completed in every detail by mid-autumn in the month of bull during the 11th year of his reign in other words solomon used seven years 
seven years. Did you hear me? Seven years to build this temple. So it took seven years to build the temple. So um, what lessons can we take uh, from our reading today? Solomon was very deliberate in building this temple, very detailed, very meticulous in building this temple. But do you realize that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, right? Solomon was building a physical temple that, okay, God was going to, in a sense, you know, his presence was going to come into. We will see the dedication of the temple and what will happen on that day. The glory of God will come into that temple, will overshadow everything to the point that even the ministers will not be able to stand. But do you realize that you and I are the temple of the Holy Spirit today? And just as Solomon went to great details in building this temple, God went into great details in preparing you as the temple, his temple this today. Yes, you need to realize that. So when you worship God in the beauty of holiness, when you bless the name of the Lord, you know, uh, you need to understand that, look, God loves you. Okay, uh, he's delighted in you, just like he dec- Solomon decorated this temple, you know, everywhere, gold, everywhere. God has also decorated you with favor. I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, uh, someone should be excited this morning. Yes, I am excited. I'm excited that I am decorated, not with gold, but I'm decorated with grace. I'm decorated with the love of God. I'm decorated with mercies this morning, and it's on that account will finish this morning will you just go ahead and begin to thank god say lord i thank you i thank you because i am the temple of the holy spirit i thank you lord because i am able to worship you this morning i am both your temple and your child i am able to worship you this morning knowing lord that you come into your temple right now and i am able to bless you jesus i give you glory I bless your name this morning. I worship you, Lord, because you are my King, my God, and my Lord. I worship you this morning. I worship your your beauty. I worship your holiness, your awesomeness, because you are a great God. I give you praise, Lord, this morning for the great and wonderful things that you do. Abba, Father, I worship you this morning. Will you go ahead and worship this God? We worship you lord we worship you lord we worship you lord take all the glory take all the glory for the beauty in our lives take all the glory for the awesomeness in our lives take all the glory we magnify you lord this morning be exalted father be exalted father be exalted father lord we bless you lord as your people go today as we go worshiping you today lord let your presence fill their lives in the mighty name of jesus Lord, like ever before, let someone carry your grace. Let someone carry your presence. For that person that understands this morning that they are the temple of the Holy Spirit, Father, let your presence be ushered into every area of their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. And because of your presence, Lord, let them see favor. 
Let them see blessings. Let situations move on their behalf. Let someone return with a testimony. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.